You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. I'm flying solo on the show today. And before we get going, I want to shout out to J-Hill Marketing and Creative Services and in particular, their brand new editing house division, Bookmark. Bookmark enables you to keep your copyright without sacrificing any professional execution. That's because they use the same programs and software as the big pubs. Thanks so much to Bookmark for allowing us to do what we do best. Talk our faces off all day long, right? I want to talk about something super important today. This is a topic that I brought up in my book, The Six Success, The Entrepreneur's Prescriptions for Turning Pain into Purpose and Profit. It was published last year. And I wrote on this topic prior to writing this book. Anytime I've brought up this topic, people have been really moved. They've been really touched. The reason is because what we're talking about today strikes a nerve since we're a society that is seeming to become a little bit more sensitive to triggers. Let me preface this with a minor disclaimer. That disclaimer is I'm not discounting anybody's pain that comes from triggers. That's not the purpose of this podcast episode. Your pain and your experiences and what you do with those are all very intensely personal to you. So if you're feeling pain from a particular event in your life, you are entitled to feel that pain. You are entitled to make the decisions that you need to make to feel okay to get through that pain and come out on the other side of it, whatever that other side happens to be. That said, this episode is about learning how to live with our triggers and even what our triggers can teach us about living a more abundant life. That's why this conversation bears having. So a few weeks ago, which is actually about a year and a few weeks ago, I was paging through Spacebook, and I like to call it that because we're all a bunch of space cadets when we're on it, and I'm sure you can agree with me on that point. I came across a meme then that my friend Matt Bodie Bryan had shared. This meme immediately triggered me. And the journey that I am on right now is that I am trying not to be so reactive when I am triggered. I'm just noting when I am triggered. I'm taking in that information. When I am triggered, I'm implementing the power of the pause as soon as I feel something that's uncomfortable or painful. I'm allowing myself to sit for a moment and not react rashly without thinking about it, without considering the consequences. And so I let this meme sit with me, even though it brought up some pain. This is what I read. Let the triggers be your guide. So I have both gravitated toward triggers and run shrieking from them, haunted by their very signature meaning for each of us. We all experience different levels of pain, different amounts of pain, and our pain is different among each of us, among people 
even if we're experiencing a very similar or same event, that pain and what you experience has everything to do with who you are, what your history is, what your direction is in your life, what you need, etc. So triggers can tell us various things. And some of these things are quite awful. And so this is what we're trying to do is detach from these self-truths that we assign to ourselves. For instance, I will learn I am disposable. I am not unique or memorable. My pain is not pertinent. I am not valid. I'm a baby. I'm too sensitive. No one is going to accept me because of what I've been through. I have to run from this. I'm too afraid to move forward. I can't in any way, shape, or form possibly relive this experience without agonizing pain. I will learn that everyone who has ever wronged me was right. I will learn I am worthy of abuse. And on and on and on it goes. The things that you tell yourself that are not true. And when you hear them right now, isn't that a little bit ridiculous how they sound? If somebody's making those pronouncements about themselves, don't you want to just stop them and say, That is insane. Why are you talking like that? But the same, if it's not applicable to someone else, it is not applicable. So what I want to invite you to do is something a little bit different when you encounter a trigger. I want you to consider that triggers are obstacles that we can use to desensitize ourselves on our way to growth. Now, that sentence bears repeating. So I'm going to repeat it. I want you to consider that triggers are obstacles that we can use to desensitize ourselves on our way to growth. We can actually use triggers. We can actually use our pain to move forward. Believe it or not, we can even talk about triggers over and over again until we're able to relive memories, until we're able to think about particular agonizing events and even the regret that we have for the way we've acted in those events or what we've said that's occurred in our life. We can do this without feeling like we have a fresh wound. You know, and when I considered that in my life, I can actually get this pain under control. It really excited me. I was so tired of feeling hurt. I was so tired of feeling kicked around, of feeling like a target. I was so tired of it. So when I saw that meme, I thought, oh my God, there is a different way to live with my pain. It's not erasing what's happened. It's not an annulment of the pain, which by the way, I'm just going to say it right here. If you try and get your marriage annulled, it still freaking happened, okay? It still did. It doesn't it doesn't stop it from occurring. It doesn't move you back through time. And that's not what you're doing with the triggers either. You're reliving them, you're choosing to do it. And I think that's an important distinction. This is of your own volition. 
you're saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to go there. Now I'm going to regard my triggers and my pain in this way. We do this over and over again. The agony of that experience loses strength. Here's an exercise I did. Deacon was away at war. I believe it was 2009, 2010. And there is a song by the fray called How to Save a Life. And this particular song, the army had taken it and they had put it to the background of soldiers, army crawling beneath barbed wire and in the mud and all of these things. And I could not listen to that song and I could not watch that video without crying because the person that I loved the most in the whole wide world was at war and he was facing death, real death, extinction, multiple, multiple times a day. That was his reality that he might not make it out. And so I'd listen to that song and I would cry and I would cry and I would cry and I'd say, all right, let's see if you can listen to it now without crying. And it took me a really long time, but I did it. I don't know if that's a an accomplishment or something you hand out a gold star for. I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of saying I'm testing my own strength. I'm testing my brain power and my willpower. I'm testing my experience. I'm assigning me how I want to feel about this. So as you expose yourself and desensitize yourself, it's just a gosh darn fact that when potency to hurt you flows out of you through that repeated exposure, it's diluted. It doesn't have the same power to hurt you as it did before. As it flows out of you, it's a weaker strength. And as it flows out of you, as that pain flows out of you, we find our power. That's what's behind the pain is power. But you have to move the pain out of the way first. When you do this, you can live in harmony with your past, aware of what it was without overwhelming pain. We can talk about and recite specific stories almost as if they belong to someone else. And that's a huge key that I want you to think about today is giving yourself the objectivity and the perspective to do that. We can look on and say, this happened. This is terrible, but I'm detaching from those emotional roots that it happened to me. I can say this happened to the history of myself. And I want to put it over here now. I don't want to have it in front of my face all the time. I want to put it over here. I don't want to have it define me all of the time. When I was so sick and they didn't have a diagnosis for me and they were batting around the fact that they might be looking at a spinal tumor, that was a very, very dark time. I came face to face with my mortality as I got sicker and sicker, and no one could help me. It's a very dark time. I don't want to revisit the full intensity of that time every single day. I don't want that in my face. I don't want to have to move past that. I can say, wow, this was a very dark time. 
this was an event in my life. I'm going to coexist with it. And it works. And it works. Pain is as strong as we make it. So then, doesn't it stand to reason that pain is also as weak as we can make it? It can be a twig that snaps when we put our boot on it. That was like such a lame snap. There we go. A little bit better. (laughs) My friend Matt tells me this is a common quote used when people are healing. And that triggers can equal pain and contention in our life until they're addressed. But we can reach pinnacles in our recovery by leveraging those triggers. We can turn our exposure to them from pain management to pain awareness and all the way into healing and even beyond because triggers can launch you into new awakenings if you let them. When you propel yourself into your pain with the express purpose of moving out of your pain and understanding your pain and categorizing your pain, miraculous events happen. What is the secret to doing this? Well, you must be in the mindset that you're ready to let go. Now, we talked a lot about what I'm going to get into in just a moment here on Sick Biz Buzz. Sometimes we hold on to pain for the wrong reason. It gives us the wrong rewards. And this is a realization that can make you feel disgusted with yourself. I have talked about the fact that I wanted to continually stir the pot with some of my relationships in my life because it made people pay attention. And when they paid attention to me, that meant they cared about me. That showed me I wasn't forgettable. I couldn't yet retrieve that knowledge inside myself. And so I needed to act in such a way where outside sources, those relationships, would reaffirm to me what I wanted to know and that I was not forgettable. You're not forgettable. That's what I needed to hear over and over and over again. You might relate to this if you have experienced abandonment in your life. And likely from abandonment has sprung pushing people away. I see you nodding your head. You're not forgettable. It doesn't matter who left you. It doesn't matter how many times you've been left. It doesn't matter if the same person left you over and over and over again. It doesn't matter how many people you pushed away. The very fact of you being on this earth makes you unforgettable. It makes you a person of worth. When we move past our triggers and we make the conscious decision to walk into them and to peel apart the pain, to better understand that pain, to accept it so we can compartmentalize it and exist alongside it. And we even give thanks for the pain and the experiences. It changes us. We can actually give thanks for the experiences that nearly killed us. We can say, thank you for that. I took something out of it. I asked myself, what am I supposed to do with this? This is new information for me. That helps you move forward. It's a reason to be thankful. I know it sounds insane, especially when we have 
periods of our life when we've abused, been abused and, and things of that nature. But we can absolutely give thanks for the experiences that we have because they shape us and they help us to develop our strength. Once we are freer from that pain, we can make different choices that have nothing to do with our past and our pain. We're free from the bias that our pain is holding us back in life. That's all we can see. Well, I have pain, and so I can't do this. Or I have pain, I can only do so much. Or I have pain, it means I'm this type of person. I can't have this sort of life. I have pain, I can't accomplish this dream. I have pain, I can't even begin to consider being anybody else because I have pain. When this happens, we do hold ourselves back. And we we have to take accountability of that. And it's not to kick ourselves when we're down like, well, yeah, I have pain and I can't do anything else. And I'm a terrible human being because I have pain. And so here's this awful cycle. And it's my fault. It's my fault that I have pain. And it's my fault that I'm suffering. Accountability is not about self-flagellation. It's not taking accountability so you can heap more abuse onto yourself or more pain onto yourself. You take accountability so that you can evolve out of anguish and victimization. You've seen the sayings. You've seen the memes. I was born of the flames. I'm a phoenix. I'm a strong blah, 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 blah. Despite this thing that happened to me. Well, I want to ask you a question. What if you were strong and born of strength and power and fortitude not despite what you have been through, but because you just get to be. Because it is your calling as a human being to be as strong as you want, to do with your life what you want, not despite anything. You don't have to be forged from the flames of freaking adversity to rise into your greatest potential. You don't have to do any of that. You deserve to rise into your greatest potential because. You exist. You don't have to check the box on any sort of suffering criteria. We hear these hard scrabble stories of people coming up and we think, well, that must be what it is. You know, and my life has been fairly mellow. So I'm just going to be who I am. These other people, they've, they've overcome so much, and so they've learned so much. Anybody can. We all have pain. Nobody's pain is greater than anybody else's pain. Unfastening ourselves from our triggers allows us to become who we are supposed to be. So tell me if this is familiar, and I want you to tell yourself that you are not these things that you likely do tell yourself. You are not incapable of working towards your passion, the black sheep of your family, a source of shame, hopeless in your relationships, a waste of time, unlucky, high maintenance, doomed to repeat history, a head case, a drama, king, or queen. We are not these things that we tell ourselves. We are not what other people tell us we are. And I want to 
just hover around this subject for a moment as well, because I think it's absurd. It's absurd. We are the people who know ourselves the best, yet we give the greatest weight to the outside voices who don't know us at all. They're onlookers in our lives. They don't live with us. They don't feel what we feel. They don't have our experiences. They don't have our dreams. They don't know our fears. They have never met our demons. Yet we assign their words and their condemnation and their labeling as having the greatest weight in our life. Someone said I'm crazy making. Somebody else said I'm really hard to get along with and I'm a negative person. If that's what you hear, that doesn't make it a truth. It is simply what you hear and what someone else is expressing and who in the world knows what their intention is. It doesn't matter what you hear that's coming back to you. I know you can relate to what I'm talking about right now because we've all had these moments in our lives where we've had to listen to opinions that have then turned into truths about ourselves. So before we move on and talk about triggers once more, I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about how ridiculous it is that we give people license over who we are and who we are going to become based on someone else's opinion. If this is something that you need to work on, I want you to actively work on it. Just like you would time block off an appointment to talk to a prospect, for example, I want you to time block off a moment to start to reprogram the lies that you tell yourself that have originated from outside sources. So take a moment and think about that. Is this something that you need to work on? Now we can return to talking about triggers. You have to get your head on straight. You have to be able to be receptive to these messages and able to embrace the real truth about yourself before you can make any real traction here. Triggers are the keys we have been seeking to unlock every door that has ever slammed shut in our faces. When you wince at even reading the word trigger or whatever that word happens to be that puts you in a state of pain disruption, you know you're there. You know you're in pain, you're feeling it again, you're going back in time. Acknowledge the first thought that rises from hearing that word, whatever it is. You might hear a word like loser, fat, waste of time, anything else that you can insert in your life that has caused you agony, that when you read it or hear it or see it, you go there, you go to your deepest pain level. That's step one. That's the beginning. That's where you need to start. It's where you need to dig in your heels as the pain rushes through you. Stop and let it hit you. Because in a moment, we're going to redirect it. But right now, recognize when you're there, you're going to feel it. And likely, you're going to experience the pain in this way. First come the falsehoods. Well, you deserved it. You had it coming. What did you think that other person was supposed to do? You know you're a victim. This is going to keep happening to you. You're never going to change anything. Everything that is washing over you as you hear whatever those words might be, let them wash over you. 
do not let them permeate you. Do not absorb them. You're simply observing what's happening. It's it's like we talked about on another podcast about acknowledging anger in ourselves. When we're not finding it useful, we can't channel it into productivity, etc. We put anger in the chair in the corner. So you're going to do the same thing. We're existing with this pain. We're not doing anything with it. We're not creating truths. We're simply feeling it. We're saying, okay, I feel it. Okay, it's there. Okay, great. You can feel the hurt and not judge yourself for feeling it. You're going to feel it. I don't want you to judge yourself. Oh, God, I'm such a baby. People say toughen up, especially to men. Toughen up and don't cry. I don't care what you do. Sit there and cry. It hurts. It's okay for it to hurt. It's very natural for it to hurt. What you're doing is not allowing that hurt to paralyze you. You're not using that hurt as a reason to not do something that's good for you. So yeah, you're going to feel it. It's going to hurt. You might cry. You might get angry. You might want to run away. I just want you to feel it. Wow, that was really that was really painful. I want you to forgive yourself if you need to. If you have some part in this experience, whether it's what you said or what you did, belaboring this point and beating yourself up is not going to get you anywhere. And let me ask you this question. You can ask of yourself. If this is what you have done, that you've consistently beat yourself up over your pain and the decisions that you've made, what has that gotten you? Have you been able to move forward? Has it been a positive force in your life? You know the answer to the question is no. It's gotten you absolutely nothing but the inability to let go of this pain. So no judgment for feeling hurt. No judgment even for having a part in it, if that's the case. Now we can move on to the fun part that I love. It's tremendously freeing. You will walk into liberation when you let go. The lies about living a worthy life, you are already worthy. The lies about success, you will be successful when you believe you will be. The lies about your capabilities and intelligence, you can become anything. And you can become anything simply because you state that as a fact. The lies about not deserving love because of someone else's treatment of you. You deserve all the love in the world, despite your past abuse or neglect. So often we believe how people treat us has to do with us, and it really doesn't. How people treat us is a reflection of them. Were you dumped because somebody couldn't handle the responsibility of being in a relationship and they were afraid to disappoint themselves? Are you being pushed away because someone is afraid of their own feelings and going deeper with you? It's scary to think about potentially losing love. A lot of people can't do it. That doesn't have anything to do with you. Again, you deserve all the love in the world, period. Someone else's treatment of you doesn't change that. 
Let go of the lies about attending a financially stable, stress-free life. Or rather, attaining, I should say. Attending. I knew that didn't sound right. (laughs) But the point is that, yes, you can achieve that. That financially stable, stress-free life. It's not always going to be hectic. If you don't want it to be, it's not always going to be crazy. You're not always going to trip right before the finish line. These are the things that people say to themselves in this regard. I was born under an unlucky star. I've been dealt a crappy hand of cards. Everything seems to happen to me. I'm the reason Murphy's Law was invented. My life is just hard. Other people are supposed to have it easy. I'm not. Are these facts? Ask yourself that question. Are these facts about me? Is this an irrefutable fact that is backed up by data and substance? No. This goes along the line of self-deprecation. Self-deprecation can cut a lot deeper than we think it can. And we always say, I'm just kidding. I really didn't mean it. You heard what came out of your mouth, didn't you? You heard what you thought about yourself. When you make fun of yourself in a sarcastic and hurtful manner, you are programming how you think about yourself and your capabilities. The potential in your life, what's possible for you. Well, here's a spoiler alert. You are not pre-programmed to fail. No one is pre-programmed to fail. What we do is program ourselves to expect a certain result. I mean it. Greater resolution comes from release. As you knowingly and deliberately walk into your pain and end to your triggers, mourn your attachment to pain, you will mourn it. It's interesting to note that Even if you're sick, for example, and you start getting better, you will mourn the attachment to the person you are and the person that you formed yourself to be in your mind as a sick person. You're letting go of a part of you. Likely, it's a part of you that depended on receiving a reward from allowing yourself to be triggered or allowing yourself to be thought of in a certain way. When we let go, there's a fear that you're not going to get the reward that you need to be okay and to feel okay. We're replacing things. It's a scary sensation. Reassure yourself you will be okay. Think of it this way. The next time you encounter a trigger, try to resist your visceral response. That's the base response that pops up. It's almost instinctual. We teach it to ourselves. So when you feel it, pause. Take a moment to understand your feelings. You know, and I like to think of this analogy of hiking along a road and happening to stumble across a rock with sharp edges. I'm regarding it there as much as I can without attachment to my personal history. The anger in the chair letting go, living in, in, in our space. We're, we're letting the pain live in our space. We're letting anger live in the space. We're letting that sharp rock live in our space. It's uncomfortable. This is a close proximity to pain. Oh, hello, pain. Hello, worst moments of my life. 
I'm stripping you of your power today because I'm choosing to move towards you instead of moving away from you. If you're uncomfortable, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Breathe through it. Don't back away. Breathe. When you're ready, purposely push it from your mind and rend it powerless. You're not rendering you emotionless. You're not rendering yourself in a certain emotional capacity. You're allowing yourself to have the feelings associated with the pain, but refusing to let that pain turn into fear and block you. Then let your healing begin. And as you do, your path to emotional wealth will appear as your path to everything you've ever hoped for finds you because you are detaching from labels. You are detaching from what you have assigned yourself capable of doing or not doing. You are existing fresh. Anything is possible. You're taking history, negating it. It doesn't mean it's not going to cause you to feel, but you're negating any of that power derived from pain to hurt you. You're taking that power back. You're saying, power, you're not going to hurt me anymore because I'm choosing this. After decades of pain, you guys, I'm living this. That's why I'm qualified to talk about it. I'm not a counselor. I should probably issue some sort of disclaimer about how you shouldn't listen to me and do what I do and blah, 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 blah. And so don't do those things. Definitely don't go places where you're hurting if the pain is too great and you need support, then you need to seek outside help. Do so. This is a tricky exercise of walking into your pain. And I really do think it's like forgiving. I was hung up on forgiving for a super long time. Felt like I was cutting the other person a break. And that didn't seem fair to me. So it was hard to do. So walking into the pain and saying, pain, you don't matter. You don't matter anymore. It feels weird. It feels counterintuitive. I know that's not what forgiveness is now. That's what not that's that's not what walking into your triggers is either. You are choosing to say, I'm gonna be in pain on my terms. I'm going to remove any sort of power that might push me around and bully me. I'm standing up to my pain, deciding where I go from here. So that's the reason I'm telling you about it. It worked for me. I'm living it. I had to share it with you. Decades of deep, guttural, gut-wrenching pain lived over and over and over again. And I thought, what, what did I do wrong? That I'm living like this and I can't escape this. And the power was inside myself. My heart-centered resurgence of my own goodness and who I am as a person and how I can operate in this world and be there for other people and share love and share goodness and share encouragement and foster empowerment. That's the reason I share it with you. Now I am making a decision every single day. And because I was able to stop was able to discover an entirely different person inside myself. You need to know about it because there's an entirely different person inside you too. I know you cannot wait to meet that person and it's pretty cool when it happens.
You can heal, you can remove triggers and habits and untruths and negative self-talk, lies, nasty, salacious rumors we start about ourselves in our own heads. You can find a new path that has simply been overgrown by the pain of your past. And I promise you, when you let go of those rewards that you think you need so much, that validation from those toxic people and that attention, even it comes at the expense of you hearing yet again that you're high maintenance, you don't don't want those. You don't want those rewards. They're not even rewards. We misapply that word. We have the definition all wrong. We have the the goal and the attainment and the striving completely wrong. That's not a reward. It's a punishment. So you need a true reward. Besides that, you'll be way too busy living in liberation and emotional freedom that you've granted yourself when you do this exercise and it's successful. You can find that path. I hope you do and I'm rooting for you. And as always, if you need help in any capacity, please reach out and get in touch with one of us at sickbiz.com or find us on the Facebook group at sickbiz. We'd love to help you. We'd love to hear your story. And if you have a story that you want to share with other people that will be beneficial to them, give them a little bit of a different perspective, we'd also love to share it. So consider that. This was an experience today. It might have been a little exhausting. I think I think it was. We went um, multiple multiple fathoms deep. It's frustrating, painful, scary. It might have roused some anger inside of you. And that's okay because all of these emotions are an indication that you're feeling something that needs addressing. So I urge you to take some time for yourself to get through your feelings and then compartmentalize what you're feeling so you can coexist and move forward and take back your empowerment. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to ask you to pretty please, pretty please do me a little favor, leaving a review on iTunes. Just let us know what you enjoyed about the show. If you have a particular episode that's your favorite, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts. So keep that in the back of your mind as you make your plans to share the message of Sick Biz Buzz. We're here for each other as a very special community of people who lift each other up. And it's quite remarkable that we found each other. So thank you so much for that. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.